0: hello funky listeners and welcome to another episode of funk radio this is your host Kyle I sound really tired
1: yeah I <laughs> I was hoping to get my yawn out just before I said my own name and no, I did. We've,
0: been, we've been yawning back and forth that's basically how we converse now because Peter's tired and I'm tired you know well contagious. we've
1: been we've been doing the show for so long that you know sometimes you just lose that spark in in that Sim- in, in your podcast <laughs> and uh, you know things get a little boring
0: Sometimes you just need a funky nap. Uh,
1: just kidding. Things never get boring on funk radio.
0: Yeah, they're always exciting. <laughs> my Yana's not helping my case. <laughs> um, so, yeah, speaking of exciting things. Uh, um,
1: let's see. There's a couple of quick things we want to cover before we start. Oh, okay. Shall we yes, cover this? What's, those? On, the, what's on the docket? Uh, I have one thing. You have at least I two have, things. I have things. Uh, well, you were telling me about something about Donald Trump. Oh yeah. And you were telling me about Batman versus Superman.
0: Well, Batman v Superman actually ties into our topic today, so I'll save uh, that nugget, nugget for later.
1: That'll be a transition. Spoilers. A transition. Spoiler. Spoiler. All right. Well, what did what did Donald Trump do with? Uh, d-
0: uh, again, I don't know when exactly this happened. I just saw it on the Facebooks, so I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, in one of his speeches he quoted an Al Wilson song called The Snake. Now, the way he referenced it in his speech was he called it a poem. So that, I don't know if it was originally a poem. <laughs> turned into a song sung by Al Wilson. But the gist of the story is he recited the lyrics of the song as a way to compare illegal immigrants coming into the U.S. to a snake. So I'll just, I'll just recite like the first two uh I guess, verses of the song, so you guys can understand kind of what it's about.
1: That's good, because I don't don't know the lyrics, so... Yeah, yeah, so exactly.
0: It'll put it in context a little bit. On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Oh well, she cried, I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. She wrapped him up all cozy, in a curvature of silk, and then laid him by the fireside with some honey and some milk. Now she hurried home from work that night, as soon as she arrived. She found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived. Now she clutched him to her bosom. "'You're so beautiful!' she cried. "'But if I hadn't brought you in by now, you might have died.' Now she stroked his pretty skin, and then she kissed and held him tight, but instead of saying thanks, that snake gave her a vicious bite." I saved you, cried the woman. You've bit me even. Why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. (laughs) Oh, shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well that I was a snake before you took me in. So, that being the lyrics of the song, basically he's saying that, oh, we shouldn't be surprised when certain illegal immigrants do bad stuff because they're illegal immigrants. (laughs) Which is a horrible argument to make. uh,
1: That's some kind of logic.
0: And what's sad is, because I I was watching this this speech that he gave, and I'm like, why does that that sound so familiar? Hmm. And so I realized, oh god, that's a song by Al Wilson. So I went onto YouTube, googled the song, and all of the comments on YouTube were like pro-Trump comments. And I'm like, why, Al (laughs) Wilson? Why? Oh boy. So, that's that's... my political...
1: uh, Kyle's political corner.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought it was worth mentioning since I like O. Wilson, and now that song is ruined for me. Well,
1: now, well, now that we've had uh, Kyle's quick political corner, I want to do a quick throwback funk radio corner. A while back in our episode 124, we had a discussion about whether the Happy Birthday song was copyrighted. Oh, yes. Um, and at the time, and I didn't realize how long ago this was. It feels like we just did that, but it was like eight months ago. at the time we discussed there was a lawsuit from a filmmaker I believe who was doing a documentary on the happy birthday song but then realized that she had to get the rights to use that song in her movie and it was going to cost a lot of money so she sued the owner or I guess the owners of that song saying like that's uh, you know a musical standard by now like nobody should own that Um, and then we also discussed like that's why a lot of movies and TV shows don't use it verbatim
0: oh yeah because that's that's how we figured out that like whenever you go to a restaurant and they sing you happy birthday, it's never like the actual happy birthday song. It's always like some yeah. stupid version. And then we figured out, oh, it's because they don't want to buy the rest of the real song.
1: Right. Um, so funny story, about two I didn't realize this until within the last week or so and I was listening to a different podcast, but I think it was kind of an old episode, so but then they just they mentioned it. Apparently about two months after we did that episode, the court case ruled that I I believe it was something like only like very specific like piano performances of the Happy Birthday song are copyrighted by law. Like whoever, I don't remember whoever owns the song supposedly, but they were trying to have like all versions of the Happy Birthday song, no matter who's singing it or what. Having that be, you know, restricted, but actually only like some very specific thing with that song is restricted, meaning that basically everyone is allowed to, uh, to use it.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, I uh,
1: was happy to hear that. And I'd like to think that Funk Radio helped move along <laughs> history.
0: I'm sure they cited us in the uh, in the
1: case. Well, the judge is one of our listeners, probably. Pe-
0: people, people v. Funk Radio.
1: <laughs> Don't even joke about that. I feel like that'll be a thing one day. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> we'll be taking the court like 20 years from now. Oh, God. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that is that is Peter's throwback corner yeah Peter's throwback and okay so now
1: (laughs) now we can get into the real real juice of this topic
0: exactly so the topic we actually uh, wanted to discuss today a little bit is um, songs used in movie trailers only because I saw a handful of movie trailers last week and some of them used very cliche songs and I'm like who comes up with these songs and like why are they like overly used in trailers again and again um, so I did the minimum amount of research on Google <laughs> needed and, uh, <laughs> found that a, a lot of songs are reused over and over in, uh, movie trailers and kind of wanted to talk about and think through why, I guess, why is that the case? No. Um, and one of the, one of the things I thought about is like, um, is there, is, because a lot of times the song you hear in the trailer isn't actually ever used or played in the movie it's just a song to mm-hmm. highlight some plot point in the trailer that they want to hint at or whatever and i I wonder if because of that like are there different reasons for using a song in a trailer as opposed to using a song in a movie scene um, I guess I kind mm-hmm. of answered that a little bit
1: <laughs> I wonder if um something to do with getting the rights to a song for a trailer is easier than getting it for a movie
0: I would imagine because Usually in the trailer, they use a very small clip of the song, just enough so that mm-hmm. you're like, "I know that song." I'm gonna go through the movie now, um, but not enough to have to pay a lot of money to like use the entire song. I guess as they may... include
1: it on the soundtrack and everything.
0: Exactly, as they may in
1: a uh, in a, in the movie
0: itself. So, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good point. Um, the funny mm. the funny thing is in researching like which songs are used a lot in trailers. I found a couple of lists kind of highlighting certain songs. I'll, I'll just huh. list uh, the top three that I found interesting. You don't have to play them or
1: anything, but okay. <laughs> one song that well, I... we enjoy... can. I mean, we yeah. might as well. Just yeah. so our listeners can get a sense for what we're talking about. Of how terrible they are.
0: <laughs> um, sure. One of the, the, the number one most used song that I found used in trailers is the song Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> Um, really which was written in 1999 and is still used today in trailers hmm. some of the trailers that it was used in uh, that it lists is The Hangover Shallow Hal, The Rogue Rats in Paris movie all sounds awful and they even made a good point they're basically like the worst part about the song is that anytime there's a children, children's movie that has anything to do with dogs talking dogs hmm. uh, kids and dogs uh, dog superheroes whatever uh, it always uses that song Just because it has to wear dogs in it. Even though the song really doesn't have anything to do with that.
1: I forgot about that song.
0: Yeah, right? It's like the Macarena, but worse. For dogs. A couple of the songs that were used a lot that I thought were funny because they're actually semi-funk relevant... Is the mm. song "Walking on Sunshine," which is done by the the artist Katrina and the Waves. It's a very one-hit-wondery song, but I guarantee everyone's heard it. Mm. The trailers it was used in uh, "High Fidelity," um, the trailer for the Mr. Bean movie.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's all it that was here actually. I love the I love the movie High Fidelity because it's about records.
1: Oh, I never I don't know I don't know that movie. It's got John
0: Cusack, and he owns a record store, and it's it's, it's a very hipster movie. It's about him kind of, uh, going through all of his exes and the breakups, only to realize that he's a giant asshole, and and that's the reason they all left him. (laughs) And through the movie, he's kind of going through this existential crisis because he's he likes this one girl, but he's like, all my other relationships have failed, and I have to figure out why they failed. And then he figures out, wait a
1: second, I'm a dick. But in the end, it's okay, and they end up together exactly
0: because romantic comedy no. yeah we can let's let's we can play a little clip of walking on sunshine just so people can re-familiarize themselves with that song because like it's an earworm of a song
1: we hope you listeners walked on sunshine to that last song
0: that was Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Um, so you said
1: there were three songs that you kind of picked out? Yeah, yeah. Um, out okay, what was the third one? The
0: third one was uh, is the song Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> uh, very one-hit-wondery soul song, but it's pretty much used in any movie that has anything to do with Asia. Uh, which is funny because mm-hmm. the, the singer Carl Douglas is actually Jamaican. The song was used in the movie, I didn't know this was a thing, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Uh it was used in the movie Rush Hour. Rangers go to Paris. <laughs> exactly. Uh it was used in Rush Hour 3. It was used in the movie mm. City of God, which was a very dark movie about uh I want to say Rio, or Life in Rio and Rio de Janeiro. Oh yeah, yeah and shockingly it was also used in the Dreamworks movie Kung Fu Panda. Everybody was kung fu Those kids were fast as in fact, it was a little bit But they fought with
1: So you have a you have something written here that we can discuss. Is it expensive for studios to use these songs or not? Are they cheaper because they are used so often? that's a that's an interesting point, like, yeah, that was not only not only based on popularity but like maybe they're just cheaper for some reason,
0: yeah, that was my that was my question was kind of like because they've become so cliche as songs and aren't really used very often outside of advertising, uh, hmm. is it cheap for the studios to get the licensing rights to these songs because they've become kind of hack songs, which is. I guess all the more sad because obviously the artists of these songs when they wrote them didn't say, hey, I, re- I really hope that this is used in a children's movie trailer one day.
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, hey, if they get more royalties, maybe they don't care.
0: Yeah, exactly. Very true. Especially because uh, a lot of these songs and pretty much every song that I listed is a one-hit wonder song.
1: So hmm. Interesting. So um, yeah, they probably are cheaper yeah. to get it.
0: I was going to say that's, that's actually an interesting part that I didn't even think about is like, it seems a lot of songs used in trailers are also one hit wonder songs. And I wonder mm. if that's just because of their ability to be popular without necessarily associating it with the artist. Um, because you mm. wonder, or yeah. if it's just because, as we said before, it's cheaper to get those than to get a song from an already popular artist like Beyonce or something. I don't know.
1: That's a good point. I'm, Yeah. Like maybe based on what we just said with this and kind of, Pulling something we were saying earlier is uh, why do you think they use it in the trailer but not in the movie itself? And I know we said, oh, maybe it's, but then uh, we were, I guess we're kind of saying two different things because before we were saying, well, maybe it's too expensive to use it in the movie, but that doesn't really make sense oh, I see based what on saying. what we were, we've just been saying. I, I mean, like, that uh, maybe aside from that, I, I do you know. Do you think of may- any other reasons?
0: It may be because oh, while well, the song works well to advertise what the movie's about it doesn't work well within the plot of the movie i don't know
1: that's a good point because like I, I can see how some songs are better to kind of get you pumped up and sell the idea of the movie which is really what a trailer is all about versus trying to fit it into the movie itself as well and in, like in, naturally in a scene
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah. Hmm. Now, here's something. Uh, I know sometimes mm-hmm. in a movie, like, if you actually buy a movie soundtrack with, like, the songs that were played in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any examples because, like, I don't really buy movie soundtracks, really. But I, I feel like there's times where, you know, the soundtrack is kind of like a compilation of various popular or well-known songs. And some of them aren't even really used in the movie. They're just thrown in there because they kind of match the same... Tone or energy that the rest of the songs have. Uh huh. So on that note, if they would do that, I wonder why they wouldn't throw the trailer song in there. And maybe they do sometimes. I, I, I sometimes
0: don't know. I think sometimes they do. This is this is really stupid, but I just remember this very specifically. Do you remember the mm. old 1998 Godzilla movie with uh, uh, Matthew Broderick, the one with with the weird Godzilla? Yes. That didn't look like yeah. the Japanese one. I yeah. remember, because I really liked that movie as a kid, because I was eight and it was Monsters and I'm a kid, so <laughs> at some point I bought the soundtrack, because I'm stupid, mm-hmm. and I remember on that soundtrack there was the song uh, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, and oh, nice. I, liked that, I, I liked that song even then, but I remember specifically like, hey, that song wasn't in the movie, I saw the movie a billion times at that point, I knew. I realized that, but uh, that song was used in the trailer, so, in that particular soundtrack,
1: uh, there
0: was a trailer song that ended up on the soundtrack, even though it wasn't used in the movie.
1: Interesting. I mean, so. I, yeah, I guess that, that's a good example. And I I, I guess we sh- maybe should, you know, hesitate to make any broad statements, you know, without any metrics. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Sorry. God, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad.
0: Oh, yeah. man, this, is, this shows how tired I am.
1: But um, we don't necessarily know that they never include the movie trailer, the the the, uh, the trailer song. I want to say there are cool. definitely instances where they don't, for some reason. Um, but I don't know why, or you know, what percentage do or don't, mm-hmm. or whether anyone really cares. Actually, I, I forgot because you you mentioned a few songs um, that are used a lot uh, when you brought up this topic to me earlier this week. I was trying to think of like. I could think of any songs that are used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I feel like is used quite a bit is um, "Hold On, I'm Coming" by Sam and Dave.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, in fact, I think in one of the articles I found that was listed as one of a ver- one of the many used songs.
1: Hmm. Another another one I'm thinking of, guys, as we've been talking right now, is um, "How Do You Like Me Now" by The Heavy. Oh yeah, that
0: song it is actually used a lot, isn't it? Which is also funny because. Um, I just heard I guess they have a the heavy have a new single out this week that I just heard called uh it's like since, since you've been gone yeah yeah since you've been gone uh it was really good I liked it and I don't think they have had anything since that how you like me Now album so good for them it was
1: a while ago wasn't it I know right
0: yeah, yeah and I just happened to hear the song I'm like oh shit the A they're still around B they have a new single that's cool so yay
1: but I feel like both of those are used in like uh Comedies usually,
0: yeah, definitely, and that's 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 a very good point. In a lot of, it's the, it's partially the type of movies that use these songs. You don't see songs like this very often in an action movie, but you see them in like romantic comedies. You see them in like general comedies, buddy flicks, yeah. animated films very often because it's like oh, we have to associate it with something popular. I think that the, the reason a lot of these songs are used, whether how cliche they happen to be or whatever, more often producers or advertisers or whatever want to associate a comedy movie or a uh, buddy movie or whatever with something popular to get people out to the theaters to see it. Whereas an action film, you, it doesn't rely as much on songs to be like, oh, I want to see that film now. It's all about, you know, explosions and visuals. Mm. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. And maybe actually on that note, maybe it has something to do with, um, what was the, oh, yeah, the one we, the episode we did a couple back about using songs in advertising and like modifying the lyrics oh, yes, to sell yes. a product. And, you know, a lot of what we came out of that discussion with was that using a song that people are familiar with and that they like kind of creates like an emotional response in people, even if it's not necessarily a conscious one. So, you know, combining that with say selling a product, like if you see the product, you may think, Oh, that song. I like that song. And this one, it may be, Hey, I like that song. I should see this. Yeah, it's even, you know, it's kind brand of association.
0: Like exactly. Um, yeah. Now, sometimes that can work uh, against your favor because I guess this is this is just oh, yeah. anecdotally, but I'm sure it's probably similar to other people. I saw a trailer for this animated movie they're making about trolls, as in like those little plastic guys with the crazy colored hair from the '80s. They're uh, actually making uh, an animated movie about them, and I'm like, oh my god, why? And now maybe maybe it will work negatively on me because I already went into that movie thinking, oh god, this is awful. But in in the trailer mm. they play. That song, I don't even know the artist because all of a sudden it's popular and who gives a fuck. Uh, it's called like Do the Nay Nay uh. or something. I don't know. It's some stupid hip-hop song that hasn't danced with it and now it's popular because people are stupid. And I heard that song and I heard that song in the trailer and I'm just like, Jesus, why? And that's an example of pushing a little too hard to tie a brand or an idea to something that's currently
1: popular something that's immediately exactly. popular
0: i guarantee if you show that trailer four years from now people are gonna be like what
1: i wonder if there are any trailers that use like Gundam style <laughs> exactly hashtag 2012 hashtag
0: yeah exactly and, and, and sometimes yeah that's that's a good point too is sometimes the songs that are used are classic songs that everyone knows because they've stayed in our public conscience And sometimes it goes the opposite route, where they use an incredibly popular song that's popular in the minute, but if you watch that trailer within a couple years, everyone's going to be reminded of that song and be like, oh yeah, that thing. So sometimes it can work positively, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can work negatively. In this case, for me, it worked very negatively.
1: I'm going to rant really quick. That's what I do do every time. (laughs) That's just the whole show. That is my, um, yeah. That is
0: my part, my contribution to the show. Is right now.
1: This isn't about the trailer. This is actually the actual soundtrack of the movie, um, the DreamWorks movie Home. But, oh yeah, uh, that movie was. Eh. I think I think I told you this. Like it, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but I still didn't like it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, That's a good way to put it.
1: But I I really disliked that the entire soundtrack of that movie was just super Rihanna? new super <laughs> new pop songs. Was it Rihanna? I don't even know.
0: Some of it was, yeah. Um
1: I, I and every time I one of those songs came on I was just really disappointed because I hate that type of music. So, yeah, you are absolutely correct that it can work both ways. Like, I'm sure with yeah, with this it, target audience it worked really well, but not with me.
0: And that's and that's even worse when in a movie like that or a comedy whatever where they add in a popular song and then have the characters dance to that song just to, I don't know, generate some buzz or whatever. Yeah. It just seems so forced that it's just like, this is sad, please stop. Yeah. Like, like yeah, in Home, uh, there was the scene where he's in the car, and she plays the music, and he's like, I'm dancing, and I'm waving my arms. I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. god, please kill me. And in the Trolls trailer, when they played the Nene song, all the Trolls started dancing, and it was awful.
1: Dancing the Nene? <laughs> yes. There was another. So, there's another recent song, some kind of dance. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, the dab. What the fuck is I that? I don't know. I, that- uh, I my 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 little sister was mentioning it. I was like, I have no idea what that is. I'm so not. In I touch thought with it. I, did, I thought that I had to do with pot or something. It might. I, it thought, might. I, don't know. I thought it
0: was. I thought it was a drug thing. I'm like, not even kidding. I feel very uh, old It might now. be. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, thought, I I was told it was a dance.
0: I'm looking this up. I think your little sister might be on pot. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, here we go. Uh, thank God for Wikipedia. It says the dab is a dance in which the dancer simultaneously drops the head while raising the arm and the elbow in a gesture that has been noted to resemble proper sneezing etiquette, and relates to being blazed out of one's mouth. Okay, so I was close. It is so we're slightly both about right. drugs. <laughs> The funny thing is, it shows a, a picture of teens doing it. It's like a combination of like if you're sneezing, but then also hailing Hitler at the same time. And no, I'm not kidding.
1: I can picture that, and it sounds terrible.
0: Okay, yeah, that just made me hate humanity a little bit more. Um, speaking of hating humanity, uh, I guess this ties a little bit into uh, what we were talking about, and how we've basically been talking about the entire episode about how trailers are bad, and yeah, they use bad songs and they're used for terrible reasons. So, I guess the final um question regarding that is i guess are trailers for movies even kind of useful anymore because they seem very divisive nowadays i mean people see trailers they're like that movie's awesome that movie movie sucks like if the trailer Mm. uses a a cheesy pop song then it it drives people away from seeing that movie (laughs) um and the reason i say that as i'm reminded of one of the trailers released for that new batman v superman movie that came out Mm. um that basically prematurely re- revealed the final villain, I guess, of the film. Where everyone's like, oh, so the film has that guy now, apparently. I think his name is uh, Doomsday or something. He's like a villain in the DC Universe. Uh, okay, And um, he looks like a weird giant reptile who has the same powers as Superman, but stronger. Um, and it's... And then, the, you know, as I'm sure many of you have heard, the movie Superman v. Batman did very bad. Uh, it made a lot of money, but critically, people are just like, this movie's awful. And a lot of people were really disappointed that the movie was partially spoiled by that trailer. And people, a lot of people that see trailers nowadays complain that the trailers often contain too many tidbits about the movie, um, which kind of ruins the movie for people. You know, like when you see a trailer for a comedy and all the best jokes of the movie are in the trailer. I hate that. You um, know,
1: I, I think it kind of says something about the movie, you know, when that happens because, you know, if they really have to pull the best bits of the movie to put it in the trailer, that means there isn't enough good stuff in exactly, that movie. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And it's sad because a handful of movies that I've seen that do do their trailer really well where they give you just enough info to get you excited, but don't reveal what the movie's about. Uh, the new Star Wars movie, for instance, there was a ton mm. of trailers that came out for it, ton of little tidbits, but you never figured out what the movie was about. And people, because of that, people were all, all speculating, and it just got people more excited. Another movie that comes to mind is the new uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is did you to see it? Cloverfield. No, I did not, but I want
1: to. I did. Oh, did you? And that make was the it? first movie I've seen in like nine months. Wow. Yeah, I I think it's definitely worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't. I, I think if they made some like small changes to it or just took a few scenes out, it would have been like much a much better movie. Um, I hear you. But yeah, um, did you? So you were, you were mentioning it because you've, did you did. I was think just think that the trailer maybe revealed too much.
0: No, I was just saying that just the opposite. The trailer basically didn't reveal anything about the movie and that got me more oh, yeah. excited to see it. And movies I mean, that do that well, I think are movies oh. that drive more people to theaters. It's about building excitement without ruining the movie.
1: That's uh that's, I think that would be a good example because I mean like I like like I said I, I don't go to movies very often but I did go see that. So mm-hmm. I guess the trailer, you know. Yeah, it worked on drew you, I guess. My interest. Exactly. I guess on this note, maybe on a, like a closing question. Um mm-hmm. You know as we were saying earlier, obviously the purpose of a movie trailer is to sell the movie in you know two minutes to people saying, "Hey, this is awesome you should go see it does the song choice in a trailer affect your opinion of that movie and like whether you will go see it or not like if, oh, like exactly. if, if it looks like a really good movie but it uses a song you hate like would you not see it
0: i think I think it's more if it's if it looks like a movie I won't see and they use a bad song then it'll just convince me to not see it more, but if mm. it's a good movie that I'm already excited to see, the song is less likely to influence my opinion. But at the same time, uh, this, the, the choice of song in a trailer tells a lot about the movie. It tells about how they want to market it. It tells about who they're marketing it to. Mm. Um, yeah. It tells about like what genre the movie sees itself as being in. And... So I think I think songs picked for trailers can say a lot, good or bad, about a movie, but Mm. they don't necessarily make or break the movie. They may
1: make or break the
0: marketing of the movie, but unless that trailer ends up in the movie in a terrible
1: scene that ruins the movie, you mean the song, not the trailer. What did I just say? You said if the trailer ends up in the
0: movie,
1: (laughs) that too. (laughs) Well, of course it's
0: in the movie because it's all clips from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really dumb uh if the song ends up in the movie in a really terrible scene then that ruins the movie then maybe yeah that song mm. would in- influence my opinion of the movie in a bad way if the new civil war uh, captain america civil war trailer used a rihanna song then <laughs> i wouldn't be like oh shit i'm not going to see that movie now you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> um terrible example uh but yeah i i think oftentimes the trailers that are picked. Or, God, I can't talk today. The music that is picked for trailers uh, says a lot about what the producers and filmmakers think the movie is targeted towards, or what audience they think they're targeted towards. If it's kids, they're going to hmm. play stupid pop shit because kids are like, yay, I know that song. It was on Kids Bop 29. Whereas if it's like a more action y movie or whatever, it's either going to use something more orchestral or like a rock song to be pumped up or cashmere by led zeppelin apparently (laughs) but uh yeah i they should use that in more trailers they really should right song that's used a lot in trailers that i do usually appreciate is the song sympathy for the devil by rolling stones
1: i don't Uh, know if i've heard that in trailer
0: that seems to be used a lot in like more dramas or like heist movies or Mm. uh, like it was used in a I think it was used in Ocean, one of the Ocean's movies trailers, Ocean's 11, 12, whatever. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. it was used in Goodfellas. It's a good, teasy song that can tease out a plot without becoming too cliche, I guess. Mm. Uh, but yeah. So songs can be used to the benefit of the movie. They can be used
1: uh, to make people not poorly. To
0: poorly to to drive people away. Mm. I Guess it depends on your music taste as well. So yeah, which we talked about in a prior episode.
1: Uh fifty, I think. Yep. long, long ago. Yeah. All right, well good topic. I think we Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think we should pat ourselves on the back. I did. If you want to pat us on the back, listeners, metaphorically, you could tell us on Facebook. Uh uh <laughs> Facebook <laughs> Facebook slash get your funk. Or if you're listening to us on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash get your funk, you can follow us there. And you could leave a comment on the track saying hey i'm gonna pat you on the back or you, you can say something else
0: we need adoration to to fill out the empty void in our souls oh, really that is
1: more true than you know listeners <laughs> all right well we will say things next time
0: <laughs> we will say more next time we will have more words